Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Mark. Hello. I wanted to discuss something that's been bothering me recently. I'm here for you. It's been bubbling up for a while now. You'll probably see a doctor about that. (laughs) I should do. You know, we've spoken previously about the importance of index linking your insurance policies. So that's when you connect it to the rate of inflation. Correct. Because we've said that inflation is one of the biggest dangers to your long-term wealth. Yeah. So when you take out an insurance policy and it's index linked, often the insurers do something which I think is a little bit cheeky. What's that? They say to you we've index linked your policy and your policy will increase each year in line with inflation but what they're actually doing is putting your premiums so your monthly cost up by more than inflation what it doesn't seem fair to me so you have an index linked product and your cover i guess increases in line with that correct and um, so your premium would have to go up as well by inflation yeah but then they're adding more to the premium yeah that doesn't seem fair. No. Here at In For A Penny, we've done a bit of research, haven't we? Yes. Shall I tell you about that? So we've looked into some of the extra charges that insurers are loading onto premiums. So most insurers will add the rate of inflation, so say 2% to a premium. But then the extra charges range from 1.2% to more than 3%. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, for example, Aviva, quite a major insurer, says in its policy terms for whole-of-life cover that it will calculate the premium increase by multiplying the percentage increase in the cover amount by no greater than 2.0. And then that amount will be multiplied by the current premium to work out what the increase in your premium will be. Sounds a little a bit, bit complicated, there. doesn't it? Yeah. So, what, what would you expect to happen? If, you, if you've got an insurance policy... Mm. that's linked to inflation, what do you expect to happen? I would just expect if inflation was 2%, that my cover would increase by 2% and my premium would also increase by 2%. And that would make sense. Yeah. But it's not what's happening, is it? So with Aviva, Mm. if your premium started at £100 and inflation was 2%, you would expect your premium to be £102 the second year. Yeah, just following inflation. But what's actually happening? So they are adding this extra element to the premium where it's multiplied by two. And so you end up paying £104 in year two, which doesn't sound like a lot after one year. But if that happened every year for, say, 25 years, it makes a difference. So we've compared... I remember that's monthly premiums, isn't that's it? That's your monthly pre- So every year your policy is looked at and will the premium will increase by the rate of inflation. So if if this happened every year, you'd have 12 months 
at the new premium and then if inflation went up the next year it would go you'd see your premiums increase so going from 100 pounds to 104 pounds doesn't sound like a lot but over 12 months and then over 25 years with aviva you would pay total premiums of 49,975 pounds is this an extra 49,000 pounds no that's your total premiums okay in contrast for someone who, such as the Exeter, who don't add an extra charge on top of the inflation increase, you would pay £38,436 in premiums. That's now, a what, big difference, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so that's a difference of £11,539. So what we're saying is this extra markup that insurance companies are putting on their inflation linking, on our example of £100 a month and a 2% inflation, would cost someone an extra £11,000 over a 25-year period. Yes. Now, obviously, everyone has their own underwriting criteria and uh, all cases will be different. But as a general example... On a like-for-like basis, that's that's massive. And I'm sure people could do a lot of things with that £11,000. I don't think it's fair. And I think we need to see some change in the industry. So let's bring in insurance industry veteran Roger Edwards. We're joined by Roger Edwards, who uh, is a former marketing director for Bright Grey, who I don't think actually exists as a brand anymore, do they? They were the sort of insurance arm of Royal London. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Bright Grey disappeared. I can't remember exactly when it was. I think it was around about 2014, 2015. But I left all that behind back yes. in 2013 and, and set myself up as a, as a marketing consultant, primarily yes. working within financial services. Okay, so yes, so now you're sort of the marketing guru, the go-to guy for insurance and financial firms that want to cut through the jargon and communicate better with their customers. Welcome to the show, Roger. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So we've done a little bit of research looking at indexation in the insurance markets, and uh, it's got us a little bit troubled, if I'm honest, Roger, Mm -hmm. because what we found is a lot of index-linked insurance policies will increase the cover by the rate of inflation but then they'll add an extra bit onto the premium like a markup like a markup Mm -hmm. we're not sure how fair that is so we're keen as you're kind of quite entrenched in the industry to get i guess an industry insider perspective but before we do that i think it would be good roger if you could explain to us a bit about what indexation is we we know that inflation um causes prices to increase over time and that means that as prices go up our money buys less than it did before now if you think about it over 25 years even though inflation is relatively low today over 25 years that erosion that erosive power of inflation means that the amount of money in today's money is going to be a lot less in the future if you take inflation into account so if you take out a hundred thousand pounds worth of cover today in 25 years it might only be worth and this is i'm just inventing this but it might only be worth £55,000 in today's money because of that inflation effect. So what, what we're talking about with indexation is building into that policy the facility to increase that amount of cover so that effectively it stays at the same value as it is in today's money in the future and, and effectively offsets that um, effect of inflation. So I think we can agree that indexing a policy is a good thing. Where Mark and I are uncomfortable mm. is the fact that the most people would assume that if inflation is 5%, yeah. 
then your premiums, so the amounts that you pay each month, will go up by 5%. Yeah. And the amount of cover you get will go up by 5%. So yep. to put some simple numbers to that for, for everyone listening, if you have a £100,000 policy and your premiums are £100 a month, you would expect with a 5% inflation that your premiums would now be £105 and your cover would be £105,000. Yeah. But that's not the case because a lot of insurers are adding in extra charges onto that. So whilst the cover might go to 105,000, the premiums are going to 106 or 107 pounds. Why do you think they're doing that? If we stay with the first example first, where the sum insured and the premium just go up by the same amount of inflation, I think that that method first came in, and I can remember that coming in back in, in, when I started in the industry 25 odd years ago, that's actually quite a, that's, you could argue that even that might not be fair. And I'll tell you why. If, if, we, if we think about risk pricing, and, and, and I'm not an actuary, so this is my simplistic take on this. If you take out a policy for 10 years, let's say years one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10, and to keep things simple, the risk cost of the individual dying, say, is the same as the number of years. So in year one, it costs a quid. In year two, it costs two pounds. In year three, it costs three pounds, etc. The way that an actual will work out a premium for a policy is to effectively add the risk cost up over that 10-year period and then divide it by 10 years to get an average premium that that person will pay throughout the life of the policy. So if you go one plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six plus seven plus eight plus nine plus ten, Divide that, which is 55, divide that by 10, then the premium that you would pay over that 10-year period would be £5.50. Okay. And, and what you're finding is that in the risk, in terms of the risk premium, in year one, the risk premium is a quid, but you're paying £5.50. So you're overpaying in the early years so that when you get to year nine, when the risk premium is 10 quid, is, is nine quid, sorry, you're still only paying 5.5. So you sort of overpay in the early years to underpay later on and you pay an average premium. That's how life insurance pricing and critical illness pricing worked. Now, you could argue that the absolute fairest way to do an indexation increase would be to do the same thing and say, okay, it's a year later. How much does it cost for that 5% extra? If we just charge them the risk premium, then it would go up in the same sort of way. But I think that if you were and analyze that amount, it, it not only could it get quite complicated to explain, but it could get to the stage where that additional amount is much higher than the inflation rate, simply because that's the risk premium. So I think that companies originally came up with this idea of saying, look, we'll keep it simple, we'll increase the premium, by, we'll increase the sum insured by inflation, and we'll increase the premium by inflation. It's easy to understand, it's just one figure, and everybody's happy. Now, technically, you could still argue, if it goes up by, say, 5%, that they may still be overpaying in terms of the risk premium in the early years to underpay later on. I think it's when it gets a little bit more complicated when we start adding these factors in. And that's when you say the percentage of the premium increase is higher than the sum insured. But I think companies would argue, well... It's to make sure that when you're underpaying in the in the you're overpaying in the early years in order to fund the underpayment in the later years. And some companies will have different assumptions and some of those assumptions will be based upon profitability and covering costs and that sort of thing. So they'll add that factor in to make it 
still sound relatively simple. They don't have to they don't have to explain each year's risk cost. They just say some insured goes up by X percent, premium goes up by X percent plus two or X percent. What's plus strange two. then is that that the insurers all have a different X percent that they increase it by, and that one uh, insurer that we spoke to, uh, Exeter, they just increase it by inflation. So if the Exeter can do it, I wonder why others can't. Yeah, and and obviously, um, I don't know the pricing assumptions that Exeter use, and I don't know the pricing assumptions that all companies use. But most most will have elements that they need to cover in their costs. Some companies might pay more more commission for an inflation linked product, and they'll probably be trying to find a way of clawing back some of that commission within the pricing. Some of them may have different overheads they, their um, administration might be more expensive for these inflation increases and they'll probably find a way of, of building that into the cost i can remember when i first started in the industry pretty much everybody used this method of five percent on the sum insured five percent on the premium i can remember a time however when the initial premium that people paid was higher for an inflation policy, for an index policy. So it could be that you take out a policy and if it's £100,000 all the way through, the starting premium may be, say, £10. If you inflated it, it might start at £12. And then the following year, the sum insured goes up by inflation and the premium goes up by inflation so i don't i can't think of anybody who does that anymore because i think it was actually it may even have been bright gray that came in and said look whether it's in indexed or whether it's level we all start at the same premium and then we start adding things on and it's possible and i and i, I can't prove it but it's possible that some at some point those companies that used to charge extra up front for an index policy and then had to bring it down to be the same as the level, may have compensated for that by adding the factor on top of the uh, inflation link. But at least with the um, risk pricing, it was standardised. And if you knew enough about it, you could look into it and understand it. But with the current method, it seems companies are just making up their own extra calculations. That The research we did showed the extra that an insurer can load on ranges from 1.5 to 3.5 percent in some cases mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't it be better if, if, if it was a kind of industry standard rather than people deciding whatever they want i think um it's difficult to bring in an industry standard on something like pricing because then you get all sorts of um words like cartels being issued and and things like that and and regulators getting unhappy i i guess that we we could argue that 1.5 is okay 3.5 is far too much or that the they should stay they should start at the same level i guess that my main concern would be can the customer understand it does the customer feel that it's transparent is the advisor able to explain what the differences might be between one method and and the other and help the client choose and as as long as there's nothing um sinister going on and it's all out there and, and and let's face it i think still on quotations they have to be they have to illustrate the total of premium paid over the course of the policy and of course there'll be assumptions in, built into that over inflation it becomes the job of the advisor to explain the various versions of this policy that are out there i would love for it to be simplified and for everybody to work at the same level but i guess 
different companies have different pricing methods and different overheads and pay so different you do, you do have to dig quite deep into and, the policy conditions to find the calculations often yeah i would like to see some uh, some change in the protection industry they know there's some insurers now such as guardian who really try and put the the customer or the client at the focus of what they do if a client is taking out a policy and remember some people don't use advisors some people will go direct to an insurer so if someone is taking out protection and they are getting something called indexation usually they ex they take that to mean that their policy is going to keep pace with inflation and increase with the index and I think really the only fair way to do that is to say okay well we will link your increases to an index don't have a markup it just seems to me to be another way for insurers to to make money it's nice and transparent to do it in the way that you described to say the premium goes up by a set amount it's easy to understand and i think the customer would feel that that was a fair way of doing it um whether you could convince the industry to move to that is is another matter i, I i'm not convinced that we would ever get regulatory um pressure to do that it some would argue it's anti-competitive. Um, companies should be allowed to price as they are. What I do think is that it should be transparent and people should be aware of the differences between um, one and the other. Yes, an advisor's job is to make those differences obvious to the customer. The downside, as you said, to somebody going to something like Money Supermarket is that they're probably not going to do the research. They're probably not even going to be aware of this e that this debate even exists. But I think transparency is absolutely key. And in my mind, simplicity is key as well. I mean, let's face it, we could argue there are all sorts of elements of protection policies that are hellishly complicated. But I like simplicity in product design and I like simplicity in communication. So in my mind, what you've said, the sum insured and the premium by a specific amount the same is does seem to me to be the simplest way of doing it. Do you think the, the extra amount is right? Do you think it's fair that it's being added? I, I, I would like, my preference would be that it's an easy thing to understand and the easiest thing to understand and it feels fair is that the premium increase and the sum insured increase should be the same. Anything else, and it and it has to be explained. It has to be explained why you're doing this. And whether there's a good reason or not, because it's financial services, because people have this perception that financial services companies are at it, then there is something that feels a little bit wrong about it. So I would always go for the simple, easy to understand and fair option. Where can we find out a bit more about Roger Edwards? Yeah, if you want to work with me, if you want to talk to me, if you want to listen to my marketing finance podcast, then look me up at rogeredwards.co.uk. That's the website. I'm most prolific on Twitter. That's my favorite social media platform. And you can find me there at Roger underscore Edwards. Lovely. Thank you very much, Roger. That was financial services marketing guru, Roger Edwards. So, so what did you think there? So Roger, I guess not quite saying it's wrong, but realizing, but it's not right. Yeah, yeah. I think um, if we really want to see change and insurers treating people fairly, clearly, transparently, we've got to have that the indexation of the premium is just the same as the indexation to the sum assured. So if any listeners out there agree, let us know. Let us know. You can contact us on Twitter at InforAPennyPod1. At Mark Schoffman. Is that you? That's me. You're at Josh Gersler. Yeah, but just one H. 
not Josh Gersler, Josh Gersler. Um, and yeah feel free to leave us a review on whichever way you listen we're also on Facebook and YouTube now where you can um, also leave reviews but that's all we have time for on this episode so for now thank you for being in for a penny